Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. That we're in a, a day of fools, aren't we? <laughs> I don't need to expound on that. <clears throat> but to say that the church is a thinking church is so needed today. It's so needed, isn't it? It really is that we're thinking with God and we're thinking in grace, we're thinking in faith, we're thinking in truth. And this is where our training really determines our effectiveness, amen? Because there's opportunities everywhere, isn't it? There's opportunities to share, love, care, minister, uh, gather, uh, bind the brokenhearted. And uh, we, we see this here in Psalm chapter 1, where many happinesses is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, and nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So we see the progression of wrong thinking, don't we? We really do. We really see this progression where it's, uh, there's a movement, and then there's a stopping, and then there's a crystallization, there's a sitting and a passivity that enters into the, the believer's life. And we know that there is an answer to that. And I want to focus our time today about delighting in the Lord. And I think we know what the problems are, right? We really do. Talking about them not, is not necessarily the way to solving them, even though we certainly want to define them, navigate through them. But I, I with you, love to talk about the answer. Amen. The answer is Christ. The answer is a great big Christ. Amen. Our message, our gospel is Christ. It's Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Amen. And if my gospel doesn't reflect that, then it's not the gospel. And, and what happens is uh, we will be in one of these locations in, in some parts of our life. We will be, and maybe we are today. But there's a great answer. There's a great answer. And it's right thinking. It's right thinking. It is. That's how, that's how healing starts. Amen? It's right thinking. That's how transformation really starts, is right thinking. So how is it that we change our mind? How is it that we look away and look unto Christ? How is it? Well, this word delight is a powerful word. It's really a powerful word. It's and I want to look at this here with you. Um, but his delight is in, now that's a key word there, in the law of God. In. It's the same word we see in Joshua 1.8. It's his meditation. It's his focus. It is that which he is feeding from. Feeding. Now, we all enjoy a beautiful meal, right? We enjoy it. We delight in it. And if we're smart husbands, we thank our wife for cooking it, right? Because <laughs> you don't want the husbands in the kitchen. Well, maybe some, some of you husbands can cook. I know, I, I know that's not my gift. I have a gift of eating but not cooking. <laughs> but uh, delighting, right? We delight in a good meal. We delight. We're in the moment. We are in this place of recognizing the value of God. We're in this place of recognizing the value of what God has done. Now, it doesn't say doubt in the law of God, does it? 
It doesn't say rationalize <clears throat> the law. <clears throat> excuse me, the law of God, does it? It says to delight. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> and I want to look at here <clears throat> Psalm 143. Turn over me with Psalm 143. There's so much uh, that causes us to doubt, maybe. Uh, it causes us to rationalize. You know, I've been thinking about that word rationalize, to add human reason to something that's absolute. Is that going on today everywhere? Or interpreting God on human terms? Or coming to a conclusion based on my own experience, and I throw God in the mix, right? Rationalization. Sounds good, inductive and deductive reasoning. But that's not what leads to right thinking. Right thinking means I am embracing and agreeing with what God says, regardless of the outcome and regardless of me. Isn't that so liberating? We stick me and you and we stick all of us right at the front gate here, and God is saying, that's my place. I have preeminence. Delight in me. Delight in the law of God. Don't necessarily delight in the results. Don't necessarily delight in what's good around you. Right? Because the good, anything good in our life is from God, right? But we delight in him. And this is a real secret. This is a real secret. Because there is so much power in our praise. There is so much power in our worship. There is so much power in delighting and enjoying God in the moment. And it deals with most, if not all, things in our life. It gets us out of the way. Somebody said it this week to me. They said, put yourself on the shelf. I like that. I like that. That was fresh for me. Put yourself on the shelf. Right? That's good, isn't it? Get, get out of the way of God. This is part of delighting in him, delighting in the law. And it takes away human reason. I don't know about you. It, there, is, there is not many people thinking. There's a lot of people feeling. There's a lot of people emoting. There's a lot of people talking. There's a lot of people doing but are we delighting? I believe we're in, a, we're in a church family where you are here delighting in him, worshiping him, saying, God, this is your word. This is your message. <laughs> I am yours, and the results are yours. And when we delight in him, this creates healthy thinking, which creates healthy emotions, which we've been talking about in Grace Hour so beautifully. Um, <clears throat> and there's healing and there is deliverance. Well, look with me here in Psalm 143, verse 5. So when we think about right thinking, we know that the heart feeds the mind. We know that, right? We know the heart feeds the mind. So we're feeding our heart today. We're feeding our heart, which feeds our mind. That's why we have a biblical worldview. You know, I read this recently. In America, only 6% of Christians or those that call themselves Christians have a biblical worldview, 6%. So I don't know what other, I mean, we can certainly hypothesize what other views people have, but our authority is in the Word of God. Our authority and, and our transformation and our joy and our deliverance comes from the Word of God, delighting in the Word of God. 
And this is a beautiful thing, is that we can focus on the, the author and finisher of our faith. And guess what happens? We begin to live in the verses that Pastor Eugene said. We have roots. We have provision. We have uh, protection. And we have prosperity. <clears throat> well, look at 143. I love this. My spirit, in verse 4, was overwhelmed within me. <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of things to be overwhelmed with today, isn't there? But right thinking leads me back to the Bible. Right thinking leads me away from myself and to the authority and absolute nature of who God is. I don't want to discover myself. I don't even want to talk to myself, right? I want to listen to God and then talk to myself in the Word of God. And then the Word of God changes us. <clears throat> well, notice what he says here. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow, I got a frog in my throat here. Excuse me. My heart is within me desolate. Wow, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? My heart is desolate. You ever feel like a desert sometimes? Just kind of like you're chewing on the dust. You're just empty. You're empty, and you're just like, okay, God, I am, I am like empty, right? And this is what the Word of God does. He, the Word of God is so powerful in our lives, isn't it? It says, I remember. These are big words. I remember. And this is one of the definitions of delighting is to remember. To remember. It's a beautiful thing when you can remember someone's name, isn't it? I feel like I give people new names all the time. <laughs> right? uh, and people are so gracious, like, that's not my name, you know? Pastor Jason. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, anyway. I remember. Recall. Recall. What's been planted in our heart causes us to delight, right? Lamentations 3.21 through 24, I remembered your mercy. I remembered that your compassion fails not. And then what happens? I began to bless you because of new mercies. And I was not consumed. There's a lot of consumption going on today, right? But to the person that's thinking with God, what are they thinking on? Well, Second uh, Corinthians 4, 1, they're thinking on mercy. They're thinking on God's compassion. They're thinking about the goodness of God. I, I would have fainted unless, unless I believed in the goodness of God. Delighting is such a valuable and critical thing in our lives where God brings back to to memory, uh, scripture, and words of life, and eternal words of Ecclesiastes 12.11, eternal words. You ever been in a situation, all of a sudden there's recall, and it saves you, and it's all of a sudden you're like, okay, no, and then you grab a hold of what's right, and you say, thank you, God. Your spirit, in John 14.26, is speaking, and it's moving, and it's delivering us every time unto Jesus Christ. I love this. It says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse on the work of your hands. These are three huge words. Meditate, to revolve in the mind. But then musing is I'm now not only thinking about it, I am in it. 
I'm in it. It's like somebody being in the water. They're not half wet or to 10% wet. They're all wet, right? Right? If you're all the way in, of course. But you're not half wet or partially wet. You're all wet. It's the, it's the same principle. It, it's like learning a language. I was remembering when I was studying Ukrainian and then Russian uh, in college and thinking about just those beautiful languages and uh, thanking God in those years when I had a soft mind, right? Learning a language when you're younger helps you, you know, there's a retention advantage for sure. But one way to help build fluency is to think in the language, right? Not just memorize chunks of it, but to actually enter in and saturate yourself and be, have it absorb into you. And then all of a sudden, you're thinking in that language. How many speak a second language here? Anybody? Bunch of you. Yeah. Is that true? Thinking, right? Starting to process it in your mind. And, and this is where thinking with God becomes so valuable. It's not just information and facts or the accumulation of knowledge. It's a living fellowship with God, isn't it? So now it's no longer just the grace of God. Oh, yeah, that's something, that's something nice. No, no, no. It's a revelation of a person. And I delight that grace is grace 100% of the time. And I have nothing to do with it except receive it. Amen? This is what changes our life. We think in grace. We think in mercy. We, we enter in and we push through natural reasoning. And we say, God, I couldn't even come up with this even if I had a million lifetimes. This is so incredibly beautiful and so incredibly amazing grace. Amazing goodness. And today, maybe you are like what the psalmist says. He goes on and says, I stretched forth my hands unto you as a thirst, as I thirsted after thee, as a thirsty land. Right? You ever do that? I was mowing the lawn yesterday in 100-degree weather. That was a, I don't know if that was a smart thing to do. Um, but at the end, you're reaching, right, for something that's cold and, and uh, liquid, Right? It's the same thing as a believer. We are reaching for God, and we're saying, Lord, I don't want to just know it. I want to have a life that is fellowshipping, and there's a great exchange. There's a great exchange. There's a great exchange. So right thinking is thinking in and delighting in and celebrating in what God has done. So we put ourselves on the shelf isn't that good? We say, okay. We, we, we look away from maybe what the devil's doing, and we look unto Christ and to what he is doing. Well, I want to show you some interesting verses here. Um, we can have an empty head, right? We can have an empty head. Uh, Ephesians talks about that in chapter 4, 17 through 18. An empty head, a head that is, there's nothing going on. It's kind of the nothing box, the lights are on and no one's home. We can have that. And it says there that it's because they're alienated from the life of God. I think of our country, and I'm burdened with you, that this is a great time to church plant, isn't it? This is a, good, this is a great time to initiate in our, in our neighborhoods. This is a great time to open our mouth without fear. Why? Because what's been deposited in you and I is so desperately needed. Because there's a lot of empty headers out there, right? Nothing going on, right? 
Or you can have a deadhead, all right? Romans 128, a bunch of deadheaders, all right? Means there is no real life. There, maybe someone's given up, and they just said, you know, it's not worth it. And then your words come from the, from the mouth and from the mind of God, and there's a regeneration, a resurrection. You know, and Frederick yesterday had an amazing time there with a concert and just reaching out to people, and people are just saying, thank you for loving our city. Thank you for speaking life into our city. Thank you for sharing the gospel. You know, this is a great day to uh, be in and going out into the highways and byways. Amen? We can have a dark head, a dark head in Isaiah 820, right? Darkness where we've been blinded. What, ha- what, what do we do in this case? Well, we are delighting and meditating in the law of God. It's the law of God that turns me around, not me. I can't change myself. It's the law and, and the, the ingredients of grace and truth that can revive a, 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 a broken person like ourselves. Aren't you glad that God doesn't throw things away? He doesn't throw people away. He doesn't say, you're too far gone. I'm going to write that guy off. He's too far gone. No, he is mending, right? He, in Isaiah 42.3, he is working with the Bruce Reed, and he's not quenching that flax, right? That we're almost out, and then all of a sudden, God gives us his thoughts, and we say, yes, Lord, I don't want my thoughts. I want your thoughts. I don't want the world's thoughts. I don't want my flesh's thoughts. That doesn't help anybody, right? I don't want to be a dead head, a dark head, or an empty head, right? I want to be with you alive unto Christ. Alive. We're alive today. We're in church today, right? Feeding our mind, fueling our heart, and rejoicing in the goodness of God. Well, Look with me here in, in uh, Joshua, <clears throat> Joshua chapter 1. Uh, thinking about what we just heard is reflected here in Joshua. You know, I was thinking of Joseph today. You think of Joseph, 12 years in prison. It, 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 some writers say that jo- Joseph was in prison 12 years. What happened in Joseph's life for 12 years? It says that, the king forgot him. The cupbearer forgot him. Everybody forgot him. But in those beautiful verses, it says, God was with him. God was with him. What happened? Sometimes our trials need to dismantle our thinking because our thinking's wrong. It's too small. It's too natural. It's too practical. What happens? We see this through the life of Job. The trial breaks him all the way down, just like this beautiful rain garden we're going to have, right? Sometimes you have to go right down to the bare bones. You have to go to zero. And God says, I need to build you again. I need to build you again in Jeremiah 31.4. I need to remind you who's really in control. (laughs) And I love that when you turn on the news and then you turn it off, right? Uh, you stay informed, but just a little bit. And then it, I want to be thinking in faith when I, when I look at the world, and I don't want to sound like the world, and I know you don't. 
We want to have faith action. Joseph did not sound like Babylon. He didn't. And when his brothers came, what happened? He was destructed in, and then instructed and then reconstructed, right? With God's thoughts, with God's mind, with God's wisdom, with God's action, with God's uh, amazing uh, heart for his brothers in, in Genesis 50, verse 20. I mean, you read through Genesis 41 all the way up. It's an incredible story. And, and sometimes we, and not sometimes, but we often say, God, why is this trial in our life? Why is it? Why are you doing this? Why? I want everything to be right or easy. And uh, just read Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is an interesting chapter because David was not sipping tea up there uh, on a beautiful sunny day. He was being pursued. He was being persecuted. And he was being hunted. And he wrote Psalm 23. Where was David's mind? It was being shepherded by the living God. The living God. The living God. And that's why the great shepherd led him by still waters. Right? He laid me down in green pastures. It, these are incredible thoughts today. In Joshua 1.8, we see this, that our meditation, our meditation causes us to prosper. You know, the, uh, another definition for delighting is a healthy imagination. It's a lot of imaginations that can happen in our lives. Projections come, a suggestion from the atmosphere that goes against God. And then all of a sudden, our imagination, we begin to imagine a vain thing. You ever been in a situation where someone has thought you said something, you never said it, or you did something and you never did it, and they're now, their relationship is based on that with you? And you're kind of sitting there, you're, you're kind of lost, right? It's a vain imagination. It's one of those things that is unregenerated. But God says, I want you to delight in me, delight in my grace, delight in my mercy. And I want to read this in Lamentations because it's just so good. And it's, we delight in the law of God. And in it, we meditate. We meditate. We let it absorb into us. You know, for all you tea lovers out there, it's hot water, right? Hot water in a, in a glass. And you got the tea bag. And you put the tea bag in there and you keep dipping it, right? Or you leave it in and you press it with your spoon. And what happens to the water? What happens, right? It gets darker, right? It gets stronger. It's the whole idea of meditation. The more we uh, let it revolve and absorb and saturate in fellowship, it becomes something stronger, stronger, and more alive and more taste, tasteful. And this is why Philippians 4, 8, we think on these things. Think on these things. Think. This is, this is not a day to step back and rationalize or, you know, say, oh, it's getting a little too dangerous out there or, or maybe I just should do this or that. No, this is a day to advance with God. Amen? Isn't that good? How many, how many like that word, advance? And battles are won and lost in the mind. We're nothing. We're just a bag of bones. We put ourselves on the shelf, and then God steps in because our focus is him. Our worship is him. Our, 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 our meditation is him. That's a great thing in, in relationships, Christ at the center. Even if the other person does not have Christ at the center, you have Christ at the center. And what happens? Now we're thinking in grace, operating in grace, speaking another language, 
that's so desperately needed to that person and to ourselves. Lord, we need dump trucks of your grace. We need it, all right? I love dump trucks. They're so interesting. They're so huge. You know, the back goes up and massive, tons of grace, tons of grace. Oh, I know that. Or, you know, <clears throat> somebody might say, oh, I know grace. I've heard it all my life. If I'm saying that, and I say it's myself first, I don't know the first thing about grace, right? Delighting causes me to worship. Delighting causes me to humble myself and have meekness in the mind and say, God, I want to learn it again. Teach me again. Show it to me again. I don't. <laughs> it, it's amazing. It's like the surface of the ocean, right? We can love the ocean, go to the ocean our, our whole lives, right? But we're still learning about the vastness and the beauty of the ocean. It's amazing. It's the same thing with God. Our Bible is a buried treasure. It is an unlimited resource of the character and nature of God. This is, this is what our world needs. It doesn't need a self-help program. It doesn't, need a, uh, it doesn't need this whole idea of fixing yourself, which is such a, such a uh, the mystery of iniquity, if I could just say. We need to fall into the arms of God and say, Lord, I just want to delight in you because it's all about you. And then that action transforms our dry bones, right? Well, I have to close here. I could go long here. I enjoy talking about this subject. How many people enjoy this? Isn't it? Delighting, right? Delighting deals with depression. Delighting deals with anxiety. Delighting deals with fear. Somebody said to me, do you fear anything? I said, absolutely, but I don't let it take over my mind. Of course, plenty of reasons to fear. I mean, but that's not the issue. We face God, and God faces our fear. We tell our storm how great God is. We don't tell God how great our storm is. We tell our storm how great our God is. And what happens? We begin to walk on the water. We begin to see the fourth man in the fire. We begin to see God in the distance, and we say, Lord, is that you? He says, I'm here. I'm here. Think with me. 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 It's so, it saves our life. And 3 John 2, it, it, it totally transforms us. Well, let me close here. Uh, Lamentations chapter 3. <laughs> I remembered my affliction in verse 19. That happens. And I remembered my misery. That happens. It really does. But we don't stay there. We recognize our depravity, but we don't stay there. Our depravity teaches us that grace doesn't merit or demerit. It floods the most undeserving with the goodness of God. Well, amazing thing about grace, the abundant goodness of God, the person of Christ, the benevolence of who he is, it never fails. It never fails. And this message never gets old. And it's desperately what's needed today thinking with God. And this is why we can be a tree. This is why we can, our leaf does not wither. And it says in verse 5 of Psalm 1, it says, God knows the way of the righteous. God knows our way. God knows exactly what's going on in our lives. He doesn't just kind of glance at you and keeps, keeps walking. No, he's 100% with you at all times. In 23.10 of Job, he says, I am fully acquainted with your way, and I'm going to lead you and bring you forth as gold. It's amazing. God 
knows in Psalm 139, sees and understands us. And this is why we can think with him, because his thoughts are relevant, his thoughts are absolute, and his thoughts are healing. Well, look at this with me. My soul, in verse 20 of chapter 3, has them still in remembrance, and it's humbled me. You ever been humbled by certain thoughts? Nobody? Yeah, all the time. Oh, I'm... Sometimes I think to myself, well, that is a proud thought, or wow, that is such an off thought, or oh, that's a good thought. That reflects the nature and character of God, right? And this is what happens. I love this. Then I recall to my mind, and therefore I have hope. I have hope. I have hope. That's what the next generation needs. I talked with a young lady yesterday. Uh, She said, God's delivered me from suicidal thoughts. I said, thank God your life has incredible value. We need you. The kingdom of God needs you to walk in faith. Think with God and the suicide thoughts go away. The bad self-image, the past, the anxiety of the future. You know what? God is so faithful. He is, amen? He is so faithful. He is going to lead you through into victory. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because, because. I, I love that word as a parent. My son says, Dad, why this? Why, why are you telling me to do this? Because, because, <laughs> right? That works one time or two times, but usually there has to be some sort of reasoning. But, but we, notice this, we are not consumed. We are not rejected, forsaken because his compassions fail not. His compassions fail not. So just as we close today, Lord, teach us to recall, have a recall. I I love that. In Psalm 139, his thoughts to us are amazing. God thinks about you today, and he's amazed, and they're innumerable thoughts today. So as we advance, as we move in faith, as we put ourselves on the shelf, which means God, I want to hear from you first and hear from me way, way down here. I want to hear from you first. And you know what God says? I'm for you. I'm with you. You're my saint. You are an overcomer. I will lead you faithfully to where I have purposed you to be. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.